Hello everyone. Welcome to our channel Microfinance. In first part of SHG episode, we have given introduction of SHG, need of SHG, beginning and objectives of SHG, and stages of its evolution. If you have not listened the first part of the episode, please visit our channel and listen it from there. Now, we will proceed with the 10 strengths of SHGs. First is social integrity. SHGs encourages collective efforts for combating practices like dowry, alcoholism, etc. Second is gender equity. SHGs empowers women and inculcates leadership skill among them. Empowered women participate more actively in Gram Sabha and elections. There is evidence in this country as well as elsewhere that formation of self-help groups has a multiplier effect in improving women's status in society as well as in the family leading to improvement in their socio-economic condition and also enhances their self-esteem. Third is pressure groups. Their participation in governance process enables them to highlight issues such as dowry, alcoholism, the menace of open defecation, primary health care etc and impact policy decision. Fourth is voice to marginalized section. Most of the beneficiaries of government schemes have been from weaker and marginalized communities and hence their participation through SHGs ensures social justice. Fifth is financial inclusion. Priority sector lending norms and assurance of returns incentivize banks to lend to SHGs. The SHG bank linkage program pioneered by NABARD has made access to credit easier and reduced the dependence on traditional money lenders and other non-institutional sources. Sixth is improving efficiency of government schemes and reducing corruption through social audits. Seventh is alternate source of employment. SHG eases dependency on agriculture by providing support in setting up micro enterprises. For example, personalized business ventures like tailoring, grocery, and tool repair shops. Eighth is changes in consumption pattern. It has enabled the participating households to spend more on education, food, and health than non-client households. Ninth is impact on housing and health. The financial inclusion attained through SHGs has led to reduced child mortality, improved maternal health, and the ability of the poor to combat diseases through better nutrition, housing, and health, especially among women and children. Tenth is banking literacy. It encourages and motivates its members to save and act as a conduit for formal banking services to reach them. Now we will talk about opportunities in SHGs. SHGs often appear to be instrumental in rural poverty alleviation. Economic empowerment through SHGs provides confidence in women for participation in decision-making affairs at the household level as well as at the community level. Non-utilized and underutilized resources of the community can be mobilized effectively under different SHG initiatives. Leaders and members of successful SHGs bear the potentiality to act as resource persons for different community developmental initiatives. Active involvement in different SHG initiatives helps members to grow leadership skills. Evidences also show that often women SHG leaders are chosen as the potential candidates for panchayat pradhans or representatives to panchayati raj institution pre We will proceed our podcast with the weaknesses of SHGs But before this if you are liking our podcast then please follow us and keep sharing our content with your friends and colleagues We will keep providing you the valuable contents Now we are proceeding with the weaknesses of SHGs Members of a group do not come necessarily from the poorest families Though there has been social empowerment of the poor, the economic gain to bring the qualitative change in their life has not been satisfactory. Many of the activities undertaken by the SHGs are still based on primitive skills related mostly to primary sector enterprises. With poor value addition, poor worker and prevalence of subsistence level wages, such activities often do not lead to any substantial increase in the income of group members. 
there is a lack of qualified resource personnel in the rural areas who could help in skill upgradation or acquisition of new skills by group members. Further, institutional mechanisms for capacity building and skill training have been lacking. Poor accounting practices and incidents of misappropriation of funds. Lack of resources and means to market link their goods. SHGs are heavily dependent on their promoter, NGOs and government agencies. The withdrawal of support often leads to their collapse. Now, take a look on threats of SHGs. First is lack of knowledge and proper orientation among SHG members to take up suitable and profitable livelihood options. Second is patriarchal mindset, primitive thinking, and social obligations, discourages women from participating in SHGs, thus limiting their economic avenues. Third is lack of rural banking facilities. There are about 1.2 lakh bank branches and over 6 lakh villages. Moreover, many public sector banks and microfinance institutions are unwilling to provide financial services to the poor as the cost of servicing remains high. Fourth is sustainability and the quality of operations of the SHGs have been a matter of considerable debate. Fifth is no security. The SHGs work on mutual trust and confidence of the members. The deposits of the SHGs are not secured or safe. Sixth is only a minority of the self-help groups are able to raise themselves from a level of microfinance to that of micro-entrepreneurship. The drawbacks and threats raises a question on how to make SHGs effective. Here are some measures to make SHGs effective. The government should play the role of a facilitator and promoter, create a supportive environment for the growth and development of the SHG movement. Expanding SHG movement to credit deficient areas of the country, such as Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, states of the Northeast. Rapid expansion of financial infrastructure, including that of Nabard, and by adopting extensive IT-enabled communication and capacity-building measures in these states. Extension of self-help groups to urban or peri-urban areas, efforts should be made to increase income generation abilities of the urban poor, as there has been a rapid rise in urbanization and many people remain financially excluded. Government functionaries should treat the poor and marginalized as viable and responsible customers and as possible entrepreneurs. Need to establish a separate SHG monitoring cell in every state. The cell should have direct links with district and block level monitoring system. The cell should collect both quantitative and qualitative information. Need-based approach commercial banks and NABARD, in collaboration with the state government, need to continuously innovate and design new financial products for these groups. Today's episode and SHG part is over. In next episode we will bring something more interesting. So keep connecting with us. Thank you.